0: fishing without paid, a lifetime without definitive expectations where you've got here by accident or on purpose. You're always welcome. If you're welcome nowhere else, you're welcome here. The only price of admission is the honesty, open-mindedness and willingness to try. And as always, uh, we promise an eclectic roster of guests and one of our most favorite past guests that we've had on for the last two Decembers is Santina Grace. Uh, describing herself as an intuitive a medium and dealing with dealing with all the energy of the world and her healing properties uh, and i just found her so delightful and as a uh, prelude to this particular podcast perhaps if uh, to get a better uh, idea of santina if you could go to uh, fishing without bait and go to episodes 220 221, 222, 272, and 273. If you hit under the menu, hit search, and just type Santina in there, those episodes will come up. Well, welcome back, Santina.
1: Yeah, nice to be here. Thanks for having me. Third time.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much. Could you give our initial listeners uh, just a little bit of background on who Santina is and what she's about?
1: Came into this world as one of what I would what many people call a sensitive child. So I was able to um, connect in with my passed over loved ones and spirit. I saw them like regular uh, human beings in you know in family parties and and get-togethers and walking in the street and playing in my yard and everywhere ch- children are I I could see spirit. So. Um, I really don't, I, I kind of come into the world with a different perspective. I also have the ability, um, I'm what people call, um, empathic, which means I can feel the people's energy. I'm almost like, um, like an echo. It's almost like I echo other people's energy. So I can do that. And then the other thing that I also, um, kind of tell people about myself is I can see people's energy fields, their auras. So, um just built a little different, but it's all good. We're all unique individuals on this planet. We all have our gifts and our, our uniqueness that, that we bring to part of the collective and and we're all here to kind of share. And and one of the things that I like to do is to help people to learn and understand their own um, spiritual gifts as well, because I've had a lifetime of trial and error and figuring out, you know, how to, how to really hone those skills for myself and to put them into practice, to utilize them in my everyday life and something to that just brings me great joy to be able to enable other people to have that same, um, experience.
0: Excellent. I, I enjoyed when you described yourself variously as an intuitive and when you were, uh, doing the medium thing, helping people, uh, connect with, uh, the other side, loved ones, however mm-hmm. you want to describe mm-hmm. it. You described yourself as an operator.
1: Yes, very much so. I I do. I mean, it's kind of funny because you know that's going to be such an antiquated idea when I think about the fact that kids nowadays don't even real like remember the old rotary dial phones. (laughs) So the idea of having you know an operator with a line that connected you know different systems. I mean, that wasn't part of my lifetime, but it's something that I've been told about. So it's something that I very much resonate with because I do sometimes feel like I'm connecting you know, people who are here on this earth plane with people who have kind of evolved past um, living their, their lifetime here on the, on earth and they're kind of moved forward into the world of spirit. So yeah, I very much am kind of an operator. Sometimes I even say that I sometimes feel almost like a translator or um, something like that, because a lot of times I'm getting symbols and I'm getting, you know, sense or I'm getting, sounds and I have to discern what does this mean and how do I make this make sense to the person here. So it's kind of, it's fun. It's never, never a dull moment.
0: (laughs) Oh, sure. Absolutely. So as a uh, therapist, Santina, I help people explain that there's the conscious mind and then Mm -hmm. underneath that is a subconscious mind. Mm -hmm. And I liken it to an iceberg where the top of the iceberg is your conscious mind and underneath it is your subconscious mind. And I explained to them that it wasn't the top of the iceberg that sunk the Titanic. Uh, So this subconscious mind communicates with your conscious mind through dreams and imagination. And I believe that one of the reasons that we have lost contact with the subconscious mind, and Carl Jung talks a lot about this, is that uh, and this is not a knock on, but what is referred to as so-called primitive people were way more in contact with the earth. They were more in contact with energy. Their life revolved around spiritual practices and connections. Uh, and we seem to have lost that today. And a lot of that Santina has been seemed to replaced by fear.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I, I definitely have seen that. But I think that people like you and, and, and me, we're here to kind of remind people that we all have light within us. And, you know, even in the darkest of times, it's important for us to understand. And, you know, this time of year in particular, we're we're a couple days away from the solstice. So we literally are in the darkest of times. Um, it's important to understand and be grateful. Gratitude is one of the most beautiful and magical things that I think that we have um, as tools for us to understand that there's so much to be grateful for. And even if it's if it's hard to think of something, just the breath that you breathe, the air that you can breathe, the, the, the fact that you can hear what I'm saying, the fact that you can hear birds, um, the fact that you can see colors. And not everyone has all of these things to be grateful for, but you're grateful for the things that you do have. And so it's about kind of bringing that gratitude, shining out that light. And and at the end of the day, I just feel like the biggest thing that um, dispels fear is just knowledge, understanding, compassion, um, and that curiosity to learn. Because to me, I think when you look at the things that you fear, if you really start to pick them apart and look at why is it fearful? Is it something that threatens my life? Okay, then there's a reasonable fear there. Is it something that maybe just is holding me back in my life that I want to dig deeper and do some work on and heal and heal? Because something happened in my life that 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 presented this fear to me and then I clung to it. So um, you do that from a therapeutic standpoint um, in, in one way, and I do it from a therapeutic standpoint of being able to see people's energy, connecting it with their chakras, Feeling where the flow of energy is blocked, whereas you're you're connecting with both the conscious and unconscious mind. We're doing things pretty much the same, but in a different kind of way of getting there. Well, we um,
0: often say there's uh, many uh, roads to Pittsburgh, so we all get, yeah. we all get there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we often talk about in my type of world that a mind of uncertainty can lead to anxiety, worry, and fear. Uh, so what we want to do is replace that with a mind of awareness and a mind of knowledge. And I was particularly taken when I re-listened to the podcast about when you do the class and you do the energy timeline, of not only to the past, but also to the future. Could you mm-hmm. could you talk to us about that again? I found that fascinating.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so so one of the things that I do whenever I'm doing an assessment on someone's energy field, I will actually look at either their auric field or their chakra system And then I'll connect into where in their lifetime that energy blockage took place. You can actually, I don't know how to, I've I've taught, this is like a very, this is a whole class that I teach, but just to give it to you um, as quick as possible, you kind of feel where it it, you you kind of connect into that part in the person that you're reading. And then what I do is in my mind, I can actually visualize and sometimes I'll see it as the the person will be presented to me in the age that they were. sometimes I'll see almost like a, a home movie film. I'll see like the the situation of the circumstance that created the issue so that, like I said before, sometimes I'm like an interpreter. So I have to actually say what I'm seeing and, and describe it to the person so that they can take it like what you said before out of their subconscious mind and bring it back to their conscious mind. So it's it's almost like a hidden memory or or something like that that I kind of unlock. And, and sometimes people have a recollection of the situation that I'm talking about. Sometimes we have to dig a little bit deeper and we have to talk about the patterns that they've had in their life since something occurred on their timeline. And I can actually bounce and follow through where in their lifetime, this same kind of pattern has happened. And then we talk about, do you want to keep the pattern or break it? You know, because to me, the, the law of the universe is always free will. So we have the choice to keep things in place, change things for ourselves. Um, and so that's kind of how I do that. And, and so for me, it's it's very much almost like a clairvoyant experience where I'll either see the situation, see the age of the person. Sometimes I'm shown like a calendar, uh, a picture of a calendar, and I'm seeing like the year and the month and the day and all that kind of stuff. So it just kind of depends. It depends on the situation and, and, and what we're we're trying to read. But that's how I do that. And then when I read into the future, in future situations, what I can do is see if you don't change a pattern or you decide to keep a pattern in place, this is what you can expect. These are the things, this is what you're kind of lining up the energy. This is how you're lining it up to unfold in your life. If you make shifts and changes and step away from some of those old patterns, these are some of the things that you can kind of expect. So to me, I, I feel whenever you know I'm doing like a consultation with someone. I'm providing them with all of the the menu of options of what they want, how they want their life to unfold and kind of really giving them, I think that the, I think many of us don't stop to take the time to think about if I change this, then what, you know, I think a lot of times, and especially these days, it feels like everybody's kind of reacting to things. And I, I just think if we would just stop, and this is where we talk about meditation, you and I a lot, And it's really important to meditate. This is where meditation comes in, because you can just stop be in that moment and kind of give yourself a chance to just feel out possibilities and choices in your life. And I I often teach this to people to actually just feel how does that feel to you when you make a choice in your mind when you make a decision? Does that feel like a positive thing for you? Or does it feel like a negative thing for you? It's that simple.
0: So when we talk about in my world, we talk about timeline therapy and going back to significant events in life, either positive or negative, giving them some type of a like scale center of uh, intensity. Then we try to find a pattern in there. Uh, mm-hmm. We do illumination and distinction of memories. Uh, but often, what I try to tell people who have been hurt in the past, that they're still that little eight-year-old girl. They're still that little ten-year-old boy. There's still that fourteen year old girl or fifteen year old boy uh, in your subconscious. And sometimes they don't know that you've grown up. Yeah. So, so could you talk more about that, please?
1: Um, so a lot of times, like whenever we get stuck in a pattern or we have a fear that's that's put in place, it's kind of like we hold a certain resonance. We were not resonance, but like frequency. It's almost like we're we're holding a space. So when, whenever, let, let's just say, I'm going to pick something, for example, let's just say we develop a fear of the dark when we're, you know, a child or something. We're always going to have that kind of, if we don't kind of look at that and understand where's that coming from? Do I really want that? Do I want to have this fear? Does it help me in my life or does it hold me back? And then you kind of figure out like energetically, how do I release this? What are the things that I do to help myself to grow? So that's kind of how I, I think I would think of it energetically. Um, It's funny because I started thinking down another path as you were talking and I was thinking about, you know, you were were talking to me earlier about not to change the subject on you because this is your podcast after all, but I did want to talk about angels and spirit guides and how they can actually be part of the healing process Um, because oftentimes they're, to me, sometimes fears are, are too big for us to feel like we could tackle ourselves. So Whenever it feels like that and it's outside of ourselves or outside of our control, that's where I feel it's really, really important for people to have some sort of spiritual connection. And a spirit guide could be a religious figure. You know, it could be, you know, a lot of people like to look at the Blessed Mother or Jesus or Buddha or, you know, Muhammad or whatever, you know, whoever your guru or spiritual teacher is, whoever you want to emulate I really feel that there's power in in actually connecting into their energy and using them as a teacher, using them as your spirit guide. And truly, if you want to call it prayer, if you want to call it manifestation, whatever word works for you, really connecting in and asking for advice, for guidance, for support, for courage. You know, Um, sometimes I feel... A lot of times we, we can draw upon the spiritual world to kind of bring in and manifest that kind of energy inside of us if we don't feel we have the energy to kind of change it ourselves. That's, so that's something that we work with too.
0: That flows very nicely into what we originally talked about before the podcast, in that there's a great deal of uncertainty and fear. Uh, generally we call it the zeitgeist, the general the German word, the general mood of the times. And uh, it seems like fear, rather than be confronted in a positive way and dealt with, uh, it's generally being uh, compensated by throwing, throwing anger at it. So could you talk us about about the difference between fear and anger and how you could help someone?
1: Yeah, I honestly think fear and anger are like cousins. They're just anger for me and i think i said this on other podcasts whenever we've talked anger is is actually a healthy emotion it's it's something healthy that you you know we're all supposed to feel at some point in time we always give anger this really negative connotation but when something is is to the point where you're feeling anger with it it's basically uh, to me that's almost like a red flag it's like do something about it then and if it's not something that you can do something about or change then figure out how you can disengage with it or what how you need to kind of resolve it for yourself in a way. So, I look at anger as like almost like the match that lights the fire. Um, And a lot of people, because what you realize when you're angry is suddenly you're like, you could be so sleepy and so tired and feeling so lazy. But if you get angry, it's like all of a sudden you're boosted with all this energy. And so it's like, well, what do you do with all this energy? It's, it's a matter of like, again, this always goes back to meditation. But when you can stop and pause and notice that, oh my gosh, I'm experiencing anger. I'm really mad right now. What can I do with this? That's productive and useful to me as opposed to just reacting, like I said before, like reacting to the the anger or the fear, or whatever's being pushed at us. Because to me, some of and I don't want to get too much into the, the state of the world. But what I am seeing a lot of is there's a lot of fear mongering, there's a lot of um, fear being kind of, um, it's almost like, rumors and stuff it's it's almost like a fear rumor mill of, of some sorts that i see happening you know in the media and, and on tv and in the newspapers and ever really where that you turn and this is where i feel very grateful again to bring the gratitude back about being an intuitive because i can feel what do i really need to pay attention to and what's just generally noise and what is just kind of like what are they using to sell their paper or their TV show or whatever. So, um, you know, I just feel that the more that you connect in with your intuition, the more that you understand what resonates with you, what feels good and what you want to follow. Um, that's how you live in your truth and that's how you can kind of step away from fear where you can actually take information that's being presented to you. And if it is making you have a reaction of fear or anger, It's kind of our responsibility to take that reaction that we're having that fear or that anger and decide what we want to do with it rather than just quickly, you know, have a response.
0: Please check out our website at fishingwithoutbait.com where you can listen to the show, comment on our discussions and find out where you can subscribe to our podcast. If you're interested in flying the colors of fishing without bait, click the shop icon on our website We have clothing, mugs, cell phone cases, and so much more. Show the world that you fish without bait. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast
1: Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.